What up, everybody? We are back on the Laud Times podcast, kicking off a brand new season for the runner-up of the Liga MX uh, championship. Tigres, a great 23, obviously, having a championship earned and a runner-up uh, in this last tournament that just ended against America. Welcoming in the house, Double Nation, Edgar. How are you, brother? Doing great. Glad to be back with you guys. Glad to start another season with these Tigres. Yeah. And Dennis, how are you doing, my friend? Wait, so we're not here to talk about Kate Cal going to Chivas? Absolutely. Oh, okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Not. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You know, I, I, at one point I did rate him, though, especially when I saw him up close at San Jose. And then I saw more and more of him in games and I I don't know. Obviously, not the, not not the right pod to talk about him. But anyways, <laughs> kicking off uh, our season after it has started, for oddly reasons, I'm not sure why we're starting in the middle of the week. But we start off our season against Leon this upcoming Wednesday at seven o'clock, same time as Las Amazonas. Uh, I'm not sure whose fault or who's at fault there for scheduling at the same time. But that's going to be chaotic for all Tigres fans especially um, those who definitely don't like watching games on PCs. Um, you know, we're going to have to see a game on TV and one on the PC or an iPad, whatever your preference is. Um, not big changes, guys. Just a couple of off-season changes. We lost a couple of guys, gained a couple of guys. Um, we'll start there. Um, big acquisition, obviously, with Juan Bruneta. Uh, arguably the best player in of the season that just ended. Um, attacking player who likes to play behind the forward, could play as a winger coming inside, either side, the left side, the right side. So a lot of flexibility when it comes to attacking for Tigres, especially with a young player that continues that structure of rejuvenating the squad that the board has currently been on. As of recent, um, then we get a, a guy who we are familiar with, who was on loan in the MLS, had probably a good performance during his time at Atlanta United, scored some goals, uh, a league not very recognized for defense, but was very involved, obviously, or known for um, and beloved by their fans because of the goals that he scored throughout his tenure there. Juan Purata. Uh, a U20 captain, great guy, great locker room guy, especially um, who didn't really get a chance when Tuca was around, Piojo, Coca, um, but got his shot with uh, Siboldi now, was asked to stay. So two acquisitions there, guys. We obviously know the loss of Vladimir Loroña, um, right back who went on to Santos. And who's the other guy that I'm missing that left? The he, who sh- he who shall not be named. Guinness. Uh, young lightning bolt. Young. Uh, lightning Ray- McQueen. Yes, young uh, red card at Azteca to ruin the game for us to the second oh, leg of man. the final. I, honestly, I, I completely zoned down, and we've been talking about that guy completely all day today. Yeah, fully full. <laughs> fully full. Wood, Woods' his favorite player, and apparently the fourth best player ever, according to Woodsy. Yeah, Woods. Uh, 
Woods is having too many fish and chips over there in England. Um, anyways, Fulgencio uh, leaving the squad, which I think that that was obviously, and I think that we mentioned it on, you know, as we were ending the season with the pods after the championship, I think that that was probably a move that already was calculated. And, you know, I think with what happened in the final, basically solidified his exit. So not too many acquisitions, like I said, not too many changes of dropping players. What do we think of that offseason alone, especially just from the perspective of changes, additions, and subtractions of players? Dennis. Obviously really excited about Bruneta. I think having more uh, variation in the offense is huge. I felt like, especially towards the end of the season, especially when Idris started to pile up, it kind of felt a little... I guess predictable is the right word. Um, because Lainez hasn't been amazing. Like he's been okay and has improved some, I think, in his time here, but you kind of know what to expect when he's on the field and it's not uh, it's more often than not that he's not gonna be at a super high level. Um, didn't see enough of Cello. Obviously, Quinones was hurt. Uh, and was not good in the second leg of the final when he did come on. I don't even know still why he came on. Urgencio, you know, enough needs to be said there. Uh, Guignac has been dealing with injuries. He may not even play this Wednesday for crying out loud. So it's nice to have somebody a little different. Um, it's interesting to have a guy who's going to be in direct competition, I think, with Sebastian. I think that's really intriguing. But also, I think there's a way to make them both work at the same time on the field. I really do. Um, and to me, this signals the ambitions of the season, which is, and I hope it's the belief of everybody involved, which is to go get that CONCACAF Champions League and qualify for next year's Club World Cup. I think that has to be the priority going into the season. Um, as much as I would love the league again, don't get me wrong, I think that has to be number one, uh, getting that, because I think to end this era with, APG and, and Nahuel, I think you, you try to gun for that and try to get that exposure um, going into next year, whenever that would happen. But we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I actually like the Porato movement now that I've like kind of sat and thought on it more because he does bring a little bit more insurance to a defense that was kind of lacking in depth uh, last season um, with Samir's like injuries and inconsistency and then like getting back up and then getting hurt and Reyes being very hit or miss and Samir or not Samir because I don't know being like a true center back either. It's, it's nice to have somebody in there um, that has played a pretty good amount of minutes in Atlanta. Like it wasn't like he was a bench guy, like he was starting a, a good amount and I think that was good for his development and now to stay in the region and to, to come back uh, to his parent club, I think is, is really important and he's a little bit more athletic, a little bit more mobile, not like a, you know, lockdown defender per se, but it's nice to have another option. And I think he will be used a pretty good amount to kind of uh, bring in some rotation uh, going into, you know, all the competitions we have to, you know, play this season. Cause I, again, like I've talked about before, I think rotation this semester is super important to make sure everybody's at their A game at the right times. Absolutely. Good points there. Edgar, any uh, additional comments as far as the signings, obviously that, Juan Bruneta, Purata, mean, and the player departures. 
So there's a little bit of dead weight that we didn't really cut off. Uh, Edward Third has managed to secure a spot in this team for another season. And I <laughs> do not know anybody who can explain to me why. And it's not personal, but it's just besides this hilarious meme where the dude's eating pizza, he's contributed nothing. So that that one I am very puzzled about. I thought... It's, especially especially because it's, it's almost like he's just someone that you just plug in he could you can plug him at the right back spot but he's not really a right back um he you put him at that center back position but can you actually trust him to like go body to body with some of the more physical forwards in the league or keep up speed wise so i i'm with you i think that that was an opportunity that was missed to place him somewhere else yeah i mean hopefully he proves us wrong in some way shape or form um, and the other one would have been Quinones. I think this was the perfect opportunity to sell. The only reason I think maybe they didn't bite the bullet on that one is because we have Champions League right there and you know what to expect with a player like him. You know it's going to be a pain your ass on that side when he's in the lineup or he might contribute something. Yeah, I think that that's a fair point. I think that the Champions League is something to keep it on the squad. Um, Dennis, you made a point about you know the Purata move even though he's not, you know, a starting caliber player um, at Tigres, I don't think, uh, at least, you know, with what we've seen in the past, who knows, you know, how much day-to-day he's improved. Um, because the most important thing for a young player like that is getting the minutes. So he did get the minutes at Atlanta. Um, matches are very important for development. And because FIFA, you know, tells us that, FIFA, since FIFA 08... <laughs> You got to play your young players to develop those, their average rating to go up. No, but on a serious note, um, I think that ultimately it's almost like you're, Siboldi is not just put in a position to have to play Reyes or Samir if he gets hurt, either of those two players. Now he has an extra option to go along those players that he has currently to to have that flexibility. I think that at times in this past season with the injuries of Samir, uh, and then, you know, the inconsistency at times from Diego Reyes, um, you're sort of stuck, right? You maybe you had to switch to three in the back at times uh, with Angulo. Um, you mentioned that Pizarro is not his natural position. So here you get a natural, you know, center back or at least a center back that has, you know, has been his position for a while now because he did start at, as a defensive man when he was in the in the youth academies of Tigres. Um so it's it's another option. It's not just Diego Reyes and Samir, and you know, hopefully Pizarro is on his A game every, every game. So good on that end. Um, but we open up the season against Leon. Um, oddly, I mean, I, I can't think of why. The reason being, we we're, we're starting on a Wednesday. Why did any of you guys catch? Why would we be starting on a Wednesday? I saw some of you guys talk about, you know, uh, Leon in the Club World Cup, but that doesn't make sense to me because there were still, you know, a couple of weeks that, that they had. I mean, I, we're going on three weeks almost now since they're probably even a month now since their exit from the Club World Cup. So it doesn't make sense to me um, why we started. But here we are uh, two days away from kicking off the season. What are the expectations of this squad with the addition of Juan Brunetta? Um, Edgar, what is the number one uh, target? Dennis sort of mentioned for him 
is the CONCACAF. What are you thinking as far as uh, the two tournaments that we have plus the League's Cup in the summer? Uh, so my mind's not really on League's Cup at all yet. Because uh, out of those three, it's the least important one. But I do but say... That's what got Messi the, the best award. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's right. That is why Messi won the best. Uh, yeah, all, all eyes were on the League's Cup, man. That's why he got the 2023 best player. Yeah, so maybe I should retract that statement. But <laughs> on a serious note, I do think the Champions Cup is definitely the most important tournament just because it gets you into the new format of uh, FIFA Club World Cup. I think that has to be the top priority for this team. I think uh, Brunetta with his 16 assists at Santos is definitely going to be a very key player. And with that, I really hope he brings more goals back to Guignac. I know they consistently talk about how he's close to the end of his career. He should be starting to see more minutes on the bench. But... I think he's got one more solid season left with him. And Brunetta can definitely bring back all of those goals. I, you know, I'm glad you brought up Gignac. Um, I saw a couple of threads today and, you know, they just pop up randomly at times on my timeline on X. I, I think, do, do we just watch different games? Like, I understand this man is older. I understand this man is not the 2015 version to 2016, 2017 version. But there's, I, I see things like he doesn't run the same. Like, he's not, you know, he's not made for the 90 minutes. And I'm just like, what games are we watching, guys and, and ladies? Because the man is still in top shape. He might be one of the, the guys that's in the best shape out of the whole squad. He still runs more than some of the players that are. He definitely runs more than Carioca. He definitely runs more than Linus. He definitely runs more than Cordova. I don't understand this infatuation with trying to transition him out uh, in a way where, like, we have to plug in Nico. I understand Nico had great runs there at the at the end of the season and helped us win some matches. I understand that he has championship pedigree. He has scoring champion pedigree. I just don't think that at times the, uh, I guess, the accusations towards Gignac of he's getting older and he's not the same are actually very valid. I think that this man still contributes to the overall play um, of the of the of the team, and and it's definitely seen whenever he's not on the field that the game is not as easily flown offensively it's a little it has more you know struggles when the buildup happens and I don't I think it might just be a better acclimation that he has with the squad and the players that start than Nico Ibanez but I just think that the overall flow of offensive transitions are cleaner are nicer when he's on the field but I just don't get this infatuation where he's not the same obviously he's not the same no player is the same season by season especially at the age of 38 but I think that people expect him to, you know, go after every single ball and, you know, you know, have a a tunnel here and there and scoring out of the box after taking a player or two like he did when he first arrived. That's not he's more of a finisher now. And I think that not on top of just being a finisher, he's a player that still gets involved in the operation of his squad. So I want to touch that a little bit. What is your uh what are y'all's thoughts going into the season, especially with him being injured um, once again before this match uh, against Leon as, you know, we take on this season? Where do you see Gignac fitting in this season um, as he came from injuries this past? Um, I think you kind of have to use him 
this is my opinion. If I was Siboldi, I think if if I were to use him, I think I would primarily make him the main guy in Champions League. I know that's not that many games. And I think you kind of make Nico the league guy, especially once those games get rolling. Obviously, we want to see Gignac play Classico Regio. Let's not get that twisted because he has more he has more uh, records to, to cement there. But I do think, like I just mentioned, rotation is super important. And I think you want to keep him fresh for those big uh, games against, you know, the best teams in our region. And especially further and further down the line when you have to play uh, tough teams like looking at the bracket, there's a chance we play Columbus in the quarterfinal, I think, which that's going to be, that would be a difficult matchup based on their roster, uh, the goal scoring threats that they have and their coaching. I, I think their, their coach is phenomenal. And then potentially playing Messi and friends in the semifinal. Like obviously you want him around for that. Right. Um, so I think he, he for sure has to play every single Conca game. He has to start every single one. And I think you, you rotate him in and out in the league. Um, not only to, you know, keep him fresh for Conca, but also just to have him not deal with as many injuries. Cause a lot of these injuries that are picking that he's picking up are like just bruises and, you know, little nagging things that seem to linger. And I think the more you can reduce that, the better. Um, and Nico's fine. Like Nico will be able to, to fill in. And he proved at the end of the season last year that he's more than capable of, of filling in when he needs to, obviously, like you just mentioned, it's not the same as far as build up, but he's more than capable of putting balls in the back of the net. And sometimes that's all you need. So, um, I would like to see a little bit of a, of a plan there as far as like, how do you implement him? How do you rotate him in and out? Because I do think you have to, to some degree, um, based on the competitions we have coming up. Edgar, what do you think the lineup is going to be as we, uh, kick off this, uh, new season? Ooh, so I think with how overall or for the Leon game, let's get a little specific. Let's go, let's go with the Leon game and then, you know, as we progress. So we know that Quinones is out for a red card. Uh, Nawal is out. For three for, games. Three games for a red card. So stupid. Um, I had seen a report somewhere that Angulo is out, but I don't know how true that is. Okay. I, I didn't see that, but um, if he's not left back, you got Felipe Rodriguez. All right, who else? Who's your center backs? So I'll go with uh, Pizarro and Samir. They're match fit. Got. Let's see. At the right back. It's my right back. Aquino. Mm-hmm. In the middle, I would definitely have Brunetta. I hate to say it, but I would bench Cordova for the first game. Not I bad. Think, yeah, I think he was doing well, but just the way he closed off last season, didn't have the pedal on the gas. Yeah, I have really Linus on left, Ociel on the right. Missing another midfielder. You're missing the defensive mids. Let's see. I don't know why my mind is drawing a blank. Number five and number eight. Number five and number eight. <laughs> You're definitely <laughs> blank. <laughs> Corellana and Carioca. Yeah. 
Nando and Carioca, and then obviously Nico. That's not a bad. So you you're opting for uh, Osiel Herrera over Cordoba. So you're going with the more traditional four two three one. Wow, excuse me. Four two three one. Um, benching Cordoba for inconsistencies, um, from last season. Dennis, what are you thinking? We starting off with. I don't mind that eleven for for starting out this game, although I I will say the one thing I would maybe change would be Lines for Cordova. I think you could totally slot Sebastian on the left side and keep Ozzy on the right, and I think it would be really fun. Um, at some point, I think that if you want to have Cordova and Bruneta on the field, I think you have to switch, uh, Sebastian to the left side, and then you can plug and play whoever on the right. Um, depending on the on the game, because obviously in league games we do have a foreigner limit, um, but in Concacaf we won't have a foreigner limit. So like in Concacaf, you could have, uh, you could have Sebastian play the left, Brunetta as the number ten, and then you could have Quinones on the right, um, to not ha- deal with you know having, you know the foreigner limit, and then if it's a league game, to meet that Mexican player requirement, you could have either Linus or Ozio play on the right side. So. I would I would like that, but I I, I know that Siboldi likes to have uh, Lainez in there as far as like the shape of the team and like having him drop back and defending. Um, so I wouldn't be mad at what Edgar just threw out, but I also think that it's a real possibility that you could see that Lainez Brunetta or not Lainez Brunetta Sebastian Brunetta uh, duo immediately, and I think that's how you have to do it. Um, I don't know if you can have them both in the middle. I think that, man, it, it, it's tough um, just because the type of players that you have, and they're just all flexible as well, just sort of like the feminine players are uh, for Tigres, uh, Las Amazonas. I think they, they can be plugged in and, and put in very different positions and still be contributory to the overall success of the squad. But I'm still leaning if uh, towards... Ociel coming off the bench. I don't think that, man, it's going to be tough for him to be a full-time starter at Tigres. And I think that, I don't know how long um, it's going to take, but I think he may struggle with that uh, because I think that ultimately, you know, you brought in Juan Bruneta, but I think Cordoba is, is still rated higher by Siboldi um, over Ociel. So I think everything, you know, I think we all can agree on the back line, the two defensive mids of Nando and Carioca. Uh, I think Brunette is definitely going to be a starter. Obviously, Nico's going to start. Linus is going to start as well. Uh, but I think Cordoba still gets the nod at the starting position. I think Sivoldi really likes him um, and he has confidence in him and he has given him that confidence over since he first arrived. So I think ultimately, for me, that's the lineup that we roll with. And I just don't know how that's going to look, especially because I'm not a fan of Cordoba having a, a, a position, like a firm position playing out wide. I think if the flexibility of inner movements happening behind Ibanez, I'm totally for it. But I think if Tigres starts struggling with, you know, Cordoba not being involved in the game because he's out wide or Bruneta not being involved in the game because he's out wide on either side. I think that's where Tigres is going to have to make a decision or Siboldi is going to have to make a decision 
and have to bench one of them. And I think ultimately Juan Brunetta is going to get the nod there because I think um, he is just slightly above Cordova uh, in terms of the present uh, time uh, and match form. So I think that that's something to consider, you know, three weeks from now as we get, you know, rolling into the season. Um, but I think ultimately, like you've talked about the rotations um, being important and once CONCACAF comes up in what February yep. if I'm not mistaken mid-February I think. yeah mid-February um, I think that that's where you know Siboldi will have more ample selection of how he can uh, you know approach games that he's he's facing yeah absolutely um so what are we thinking for this match against uh, number 10, Diente Lopez, his squad? I miss him. I do not miss him at all. <laughs> Although, I miss him. Been. yes, there we go. That's a, that's a better way to put it. Also tough to <laughs> fire La Carmona on the plane <laughs> back from Qatar or from wherever. Is that really happen. what happened? I think so. I mean... There's no way they stayed after that game. So either they decided on the plane or like right before they got on the plane. That, that sucks. They, that was it. Like, that's, that's a so long bad. flight. I'm saying. Did you guys watch that game though? No. Yeah, I watched parts that, of that, that, that cup's not relevant for Mexico unless it's uh, Tigres America or Chivas. Yeah, it was, it was a tough watch. Yeah. Jerseys though, pretty sick. I will say, but did Diente Lopez play? I don't think he did, right, Edgar? I don't recall. I only saw the second half, and it was it was rough. Yeah, it was like a very early morning game on our side of the world, and I I don't think he played. That's... And if even if they had won, they would have gotten creamed yeah. by City, like they would have gotten be like ten nothing. That's interesting. First That's club, good. first club World Cup. Uh opportunity he, he had was with us and Tuca left him out because he had COVID apparently. Yeah. Which rumors that he did not have obviously. I think Edu Vargas leaked it on an Instagram live or something that he didn't have it or anything where he put like basically quote unquote COVID. I, I remember something like that. Um, I, I don't know what to expect too much of Leon coming into the season. I think they still have you know here and there some you know High flying players like you know Ambriz, um, uh, what's the uh, the big forward? What's his name? Dior, Dioros, Dioro. I like how you know he's he's a good number post nine. Other than that, I don't know. I just don't see Leona strong as it, they have been in, in in past season. Obviously, new coach. Um, seems like Diente Lopez might be their best player and. I don't even know if Diente Lopez can play 90 minutes in the Mexican league. So, uh, man, I'm going hard in on him. <laughs> Who even is their new coach? I have no idea. Let's find out real quick. But you I just don't think... huh? I don't know. I haven't kept up with them. Yeah, no, I just – I feel like they fell off. I thought that Larcamon, uh, you know, signing a, 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 as their coach was going to, like – really like put them up in in terms of the league and you know with their style of play but uh, it, it just you know doesn't hasn't really worked out that way obviously fired on the plane i can't even tell you i'm looking it up 
managers. This is great podcasting content, by the way. Jorge Bava. Who? Jorge Bava. He's Uruguayan. That's not part of the authorized rotation of Liga MX players. Uh, coaches, sorry. Right. <laughs> Rotate them. He's a goalkeeper. Huh. Well, he apparently played for Atlas. On loan and, in 2008. And Chicago Fire. And Atletico, a, Atletico he Bucamaranga. Coach? He was a player coach? Maybe? Or maybe he got... Okay, so he, he last played for Liverpool, Uruguay and Liverpool. And then immediately was the coach after he retired. Or maybe he was player coach. That's interesting. Very so, interesting move. Don't know too much about him. Um, let's go look at some of their players that they're uh, that they have on the squad. Federico Viñas, Nicolás López, Fidel Ambriz, and inconsistent Angel Mena. They still got Rodolfo Corta as their keeper. William Tesilos, all right. Elias Hernandez still playing. Look at that. Wow. Ancient. legend. By the way, if you're wondering, uh, La Carmon uh, is now the coach of Crucerio. Oh, that's a good pickup. Yeah. I feel that's like, good, oh, good that's, where, uh, that's where uh, Dineno went. From okay. Yeah, that yeah. yeah, that's a good spot. Osvaldo Rodriguez, he's been linked to bigger squads and Ivan Moreno. I think Osvaldo Rodriguez has some uh, Mexican national team experience. Um, I would say that's about it, guys. I mean, I'm not saying we're going to go in there and win. Uh, I don't think we do. I'll say it. <laughs> I'll um, say it. I think that it's not a easy place to play and bring uh, positive results. Let's see. Let's look at the head-to-head of Tigres and Leon over the last few seasons. I feel like they have our number. I mean, no, we have their number in the league, but they beat us in the uh, the Concacaf recently. Yes, in the semifinal, which that game we shall not speak of. So we beat them one to zero back in uh, July. Oh, was that the? Uh... No, that was the league. Oh, yeah, I remember that. They beat us three to one in the Concacaf. Jesus. Then they'd be, oh my God, they destroyed us in that CONCACAF. Holy crap. 3-0. Wow. No, dude. I think they have our number, I think. That's a lot of... I guess in April we we beat them 2-1. Okay. I don't know. What are you guys thinking? What's your prediction on this game? I'll go with a 2-0 victory. On the road. On the road. We're going to start off strong. Bold. One zip. One zip. I think uh, I'm going... I don't want to say it, man. Say it. sound optimistic. No, I'm not optimistic. I think it's going to take us a bit to get going. I'll be the, I'll be the, I'll be the bad guy. I think we, we dropped be Sean. This. I, yeah, I think we dropped this game two to one. Tough. Yeah, we we always start off slow. No Nahuel. no Nahuel. 
no Gignac, which obviously that hasn't been officially confirmed that he's, you know, ruled out for injury. But if that happens, I just know. I, I feel like we take a little while to get going. And that's not a very favorable uh, team in terms of, like, uh, playing at their house, I think. So two to one on my end. So hopefully I'm incorrect about it and we bring down, we bring back a victory, especially with Rayado starting off with a victory, America starting off with a victory. I think we're going to, you know, it's going to be the same top three teams going into the season. So it's going to be very important as we saw, obviously being in the champ in two championships, you know, finishing both on the road. I think it's important for us to secure you know, that number one spot if possible. So if we do make it to the final once again, uh, we close at home. I think it's uh, it's time to close the championship at home. It's been a while. As long as we're above America, that would be great. But that's going to be a very tall task because it just seems like that they're not going to be much different no, at all good, from, from last, uh, last season, which stinks. They're good, and they're a good regular season team. Um, they're deep. They're deep. I still think we're deeper. I st honestly, I still think we have the the deeper squad in terms of talent. I just think that they have some key positions where they are. They're a lot more. Um, what's the best word to describe it? A lot more proven. Like left wing, I'm going Quinones over Linus. You know, if he plays there, like, and I mean uh, Julian Quinones over Linus. Uh, I think Gignac and Henry, I think obviously I I ultimately think Gignac's a better player, but I think Henry does a lot and he has great production for them. So I think that that's become that's where it becomes a toss-up. I think talent-wise, obviously Gignac's better than than Henry, but Henry has great production. Who's their right wing player? Uh Sendejas. I mean I, I, is he is Ociel Herrera better than Sendejas? The bias he says yes, but yeah, last season's results maybe not. Yeah, um, he's better I, than Lainez. That's what I'm saying. So, and then you have Diego Valdez and Bruneta. I think that's a toss up. I think that I think what makes us deeper is the amount of players, but I think the key positions. I think that they have us slightly, where. You know, Julian Quinones and uh, Sendejas. But I think Sendejas, they could go head-to-head -head with uh, Ociel or even Cordoba. But, I mean, you can argue Sendejas had a better season than Cordoba. Yeah, statistically. So, yeah, I mean, I think in the mid, Fidalgo and Jonathan Dos Santos, Nando and Carioca, I mean, I think we're biased. I think that, that Carioca and... and and Nando are better, and I I firmly stand by it. Um, but Fidalgo and Jonathan had great seasons, and you know, and we know how important Fidalgo is to that squad. So I don't know. I I I like I said, I I still think that we have the better squad, especially more in the, as you go towards the back. Um, but we'll see. We have the better keeper. We have the better left back. I think we have the better. I mean, I still think we have Aquino is better than Kevin Alvarez. For sure. So, um, the center backs, you got Cáceres for them and Lichnowski. And we got Samir and Pizarro. 
I think, you know, that can be head to head. Who would you take, Samir or Lichnowski? Samir. Samir. What what kind of question is that? Yeah. Okay. I'm just, I'm just trying I'm trying to figure out who's deeper, dog. And then you go Pizarro or Cáceres. One plays for the Euro One national team. One is our captain. And apparently Cáceres is going to go to the Premier League at some point, but it ain't happened yet. So mm -mm, he's staying at least for another six months. TBD. Who you take there? I think that's a toss up. Toss up because what they what Pizarro brings off the field and on the field, or toss up because you think that they're just as talented. The former. Okay. So I pose the question again: Who has a deeper squad? I guess if if we're naming it out like that, we slightly do. Slightly, right? And I think it's just because we have a, a better collection of talent. Right. Um, but I think, like, again, back to my point, I think that at some positions they have us. Yeah. Just like we have in my other, yeah. other positions. I wouldn't be surprised if, and this is a very out there prediction as well, if this season's final is another Tigres America. That's That'd very great. That would be great so we can get our revenge. Yeah. Yeah. No other team in the league gives me the the hesitation slash fear factor. Not fear factor, because you shouldn't be scared of anybody. But like no but no other team's like eh, to me other than America. Honestly. And it's just am I, and it's, am I crazy and, for saying that? And I think no? and okay. I think it's not even like fear. I think it's just like you know going into that game, you have to play it differently. Like it's more strategic. Um, obviously the concentration of the players and focus is at a different level or has to be. So I think it's just, you can't go into it with like, Oh, we're going to play our game. Like we normally do against the rest of the 16 teams in the league. I think you, you are, I don't even want to say the word cautious. I think you're just more precise on the way you play, which we saw in the, in the final in both legs. I think that um, ultimately I didn't think, you know, tactically per se they were the better squad i just think that they had their moments just like we had our moments but we were playing that game you know to to favor our style and the way that we wanted to play it you know and push it you know the full 180 minutes and possibly more so we'll see it's going to be interesting it's going to be really interesting to see if they can keep that momentum going into the all regular season and in the playoffs again the zebras don't scare me i'll tell you that right now and it's not even because there are City rivals, they genuinely do not give me any sort of eh, like America does. It's not even the same level, dude. I know this is not the pod to talk about them, but it was so interesting that they put on the same lineup that they got eliminated by San Luis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, you guys are something else. But anyway, Ron Pond. Uh, to can talk I can I, can I pose this question? Going back to roster real quick. Yeah. Do we think there's a world in which we see a little bit more of Guido back in his uh no spot as a number six with Porata being involved? Nope. Okay. Well, a, why why are you so quick to saying no? I don't know though. I'm curious. I'm just I'm genuinely curious. I think that Carioca's a better five or six, slash six, whatever you want to pose him as. 
than Gil Pizarro at this point in their career. Edgar, what were you going to say? Oh, I said it's possible, but it's going to be like in a friendly or maybe in Champions League where you bench him and he's going to come on for 10, 12 minutes. I don't see it. And you're like a starting lineup where he's back there again. I don't see that okay. happening. Okay. He's he's our best defender. Yeah. Which yeah. is tough yeah. to say. It's tough to say and like wild to fucking say. Oh, wild to say because he's not a, a center back. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think that if we put Pizarro, I mean, just let's entertain it. You play Pizarro at that spot when Nando Gorriarán, does Tigres have the same impact offensively or, you know, moving the ball around that they have with Carioca and Nando? Now nah, you start to play a lot slower. Probably yeah. better defensive transitions. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like the gap of initiating the the, the plays out of... Uh, you know, especially when we have true possession right past that, you know, midfield point where the half circle is, where Carioca is pulling the strings. I don't think Pizarro has the ability to, you know, pass in between lines and, you know, be able to direct as, yeah. as much as Pizarro would in that position. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I saw it was a curious point to make considering we have, we have an extra guy now. We'll see if we use him in a starting role, uh, Borata specifically but i don't know i thought it was worth the question i also think too well i would like to see i'd like to see vigon get a little bit more run in the league and kind of have carioca uh be much more prominent in concacaf i think i'd like to see a little bit of rotation there or nando even i i think you could tell when nando like when he gets tired it's like it's pretty rough you know when he's when he's gassed it's we don't look as good. And so I would like to see him. I would like to see Rafa and Nando both be as fresh as possible in Conca for this semester. And because of that, I think Vigon has to be able to play a good amount in the league um, in order for that to happen. So I'm, I'm curious to see how many starts he gets going into the year. The thing is, is Sivoldi, you know, gonna have that load management that's the the big question um tigres has never been really known for load management with tuca i mean with not even with piojo or coca for the five five games neither chima did it i think that's the the big you know element there that is he going to you know manage his players throughout these two tournaments and I just don't see it, man. I, I, I don't, you know, I feel like this past season, especially with, you know, more time under his belt, like we would have seen a little bit more rotations going into games. Obviously there were some players injured, but you know, Marcelo Flores didn't get as much playing time as he probably could have, should have. Um, Bigon got his minutes, obviously. Um, Ociel was hurt. Now you have a guy that can challenge and sit Cordoba down. So I think that also was, you know, part of the problem where he couldn't load manage there at that position. Um, you know, the whole thing with Gignac and Nico, obviously, like, you know, we talked about Gignac having the more natural transition, more so because small nagging injuries, not because he's in bad form per se. Um, but the back, we weren't really deep. So if 
if he's going to do load management or have it, this is the, the time to do it. And I think there's no more excuses, especially with a, a healthy squad. No, I think he's got to find it. Our calendar is pretty stacked, especially if we play Wednesday and then we play again on Sunday. And then the week after is the exact same scenario, Wednesday and Sunday matches. Yeah, I, I think I saw that. And that's how it's going to be in Conca. It's going to be Wednesday, Sunday or Wednesday, Saturday or whatever, Tuesday, Saturday. Like that's, and you're going to have to fly to Central America. You're going to have to fly to the U.S. We're going to have to fly to Canada for the first round. Like mm-hmm. there has to be, yeah. Yeah, you have to find some level of, of rotation or else it will show at the end of the season when it matters most, and that's what we don't want. Do you guys think there's any youth players that are going to get an opportunity with all these matches? Anyone that stands out to you guys? I mean, the obvious one is Cello, right? Like, that has to be the like the surefire choice. I would love to see him, like, start a couple games at least in the league. Like, I know we talked about it towards the end of the last season, but, like, Azatlan, Juarez, a couple of those games like that. Um, I think you can get away with putting him there and seeing how he does. And if he performs well, then you try to have him in other bigger games, you know. But besides that, I don't know. I'm not sure about Pizzuto, man, to be honest with you. I don't know if that's going to work out. No, and we, uh, Fierro's in front of him. I think that's some. That's yeah, who I Fierro. want to see. Fierro. Yes, I do. T- yes, sorry, I, I totally forgot his, about him. This is his make or break, uh, you know, season. Does he fit in and you know contribute to the squad with two tournaments coming up, um, or is he just another guy that just passed along, you know, by being part of the squad, like Fulgencio just being there, maybe having intermittent minutes. So I think him, Marcelo. Um, and I don't see it past that. I think those are the two youngsters. I think I, you know, the maybe the the defensive positions like we've talked, we've had Ordonez in the past, but I think that he was just, you know, somebody that Siboldi just didn't have a lot of confidence in. If not, he would have gotten some more minutes, um, you know, to sub in for Angulo. So honestly, Marcelo's a given for me. I think he will have more minutes. Um, and I think he's taking the minutes of, of Fulgencio. But uh, Fierro, Fierro has to be the guy that, like like I said, make it or break it. We need that midfield depth to be strong, too. Because um, outside of Rafa, Gorriaran, and Vigon, woof. So we need him to to work. I want to say Chewy too, but man, I I don't think it's gonna happen. Lost, lost. There has to be something, dude. That's the thing. Like it, and I like the you know, it would be a good question to ask maybe Vladimir over uh, DM or give him a direct tweet and see what he thinks about him because he's obviously a lot closer, um, you know, and he's very responsive to his you know his followers you know more so than the other insiders that are around Tigres, just to see the perception or sort of you know get an idea of what's up with him because. Man, completely erased. Like, we went from he a, a lot of minutes to Vladimir Loroña this past season, just having more minutes than him. So, not sure what happened there, but obviously has to have, you know, some sort of a day-to-day uh, 
stuff. I, I don't think it's 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 the route of like he's not good enough. I, I think it's just maybe he's not a smart player. Maybe he's you know doesn't have the back and forth that maybe Aquino has. Maybe he doesn't train hard. Who knows? But it's just not. I don't know. It's just crazy to think that he just fell off the earth. I'm telling you, man, Cabecita, that one play, he hasn't been the same since then. Cabecita's a bench player for America. They even keep he... leave. Yeah, I thought it, I thought they sold them. No, he's still there. They didn't sell him to Rayados. Huh? Oh they yeah, they no they one wanted, they wanted seven eight mil for him. No shot. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, any last uh, comments for our initial pod of the new year for Tigres in this guys, new season that we're kicking off? You guys ready for our volcano jerseys? Got it in the mail. It's supposed to, or not in the mail. It's it shipped out today. I got the notification. Oh, okay. All right. Nice. All right. Yeah. I I when are we gonna wear that? That's what I want to know. Like what game are are we actually gonna wear that in? The classical friendly that might take place. In the States? Only yeah, I could see them using it there. Yeah, that's not a a, a bad prediction. That might be the um, only time we use it. Pumas, maybe? Do we play Pumas on the road? No, we play them at home. Play them at home? America on the road. Ugh. Yeah, we play sure, America. I guess. We play March Ugh. 2nd, no? March 9th. Yeah, I was trying to go to that game. Um, Same. I actually might be down there that time. For those that... So, man, two years in a row. I'm glad you brought the topic up of the jersey, and we'll close it off there. Um, Two years in a row where Adidas or U.S. Adidas you know, launches that on their website and then gets taken down, put back on, taken back down. Did it happen with the white jersey of the, you know, the collared one that makes a, I guess, reference to the 80s of, you know, Osvaldo Atocleti, Tomas Boy, Barbadillo era. And then this orange volcano black jersey, um, is that a Tigres mistake or is that an Adidas mistake? Who, like, what's up there? Like, what? How does that happen? I don't know, but can they uh, continue to make that mistake? Because it, it works for us who live in the states to to get a little early access to it. That's what happened with the long sleeve, yeah. uh, the the yellow, the originals one. Like, You're I don't right. think that got released in Mexico when it got released here, and so that's when we all snagged it. Yeah, I think it's supposed to get released this week. The black and or yeah, it's supposed to get the release this week, if not next. Um. Anyways, if you're an Adidas club member, you get a discount uh until the 29th of January if you're able to find it. I got mine for eighty dollars, I think eighty four dollars because you get free shipping as an Adidas club member, and you get the twenty five percent discount, um, for being a member for some sale they got going on so i couldn't pass it up i didn't i wasn't sold on it but from 107 dollars to 84 dollars, i'll take it yeah not bad by the way speaking of jerseys part two of lou and i's little uh tier list series 
we're recording that tomorrow night, uh, which is Tuesday the 16th. So I'm going to hope to have that out later in the week. So we may have a three-episode Laoud Times Week, friends. Yeah, so much. We, we're going to have a lot of episodes this week. Um, I want to get into, when we have a FIFA break, I want to do a pod um, comparisons of squads um, from from the years. The bracket more, one, the bracket idea that I told you. Yeah, more yeah. specific, more specifically, uh, you know, pointing out the 2017 squad, the, I mean, the current squad that won the championship against Chivas, the 2015 squad, the 2011 squad, the 2003 squad, the 2000, the 2006 squad, the 2003 squad, the 2000 squad, big time squads. Obviously, the 80s and 90s. We'll see how we do with those because I feel like we got a lot of young fans, so we might not be as familiar with uh, the eighties and uh, or the seventies, eighties era. But Lou will get us or hold it down there for us. <laughs> we have the internet; it's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of pods, guys. Uh, hopefully, you guys can tune in. Um, that's my big preposition for this year. Um, is to get a lot more content out there with the help of you know my friends here and all you guys who tune in and listen to us. Uh, glad to do this. This is a lot of fun for us and I'm sure it could be a lot of fun for some of you guys to join. We're still looking for those brave people to, uh, or brave, you know, guys and girls to step up and help us record, uh, some episodes for, uh, Tigres Femenil as well as the podcast here with, uh, the men's side, obviously, there's so much to talk about. Theater. There's always so much going on. Um, like Dennis mentioned, we got the jersey drop coming out. Hopefully this week when they get to uh, record tomorrow, we have the squads that I just talked about um, and so many other ideas that we have. We want to talk about best goals I think it is uh, over the years and such more. So. Can we do a ideas. can we do a live episode when uh, when you're here for Leagues Cup in July? Oh, we played Dallas, huh? Yeah, most likely at least. We yeah. should get confirmation on that. I think by the end of the month or early next month. Yeah, that, so. that's that's that'll be great. I'll bring my. I got a uh, a camera now that we can uh, record. Uh, you know, not use computers. We can record an actual Canon. You know, fancy camera. Yeah. Nice. All right. Yeah, that's also All my right. target. I'm hoping to uh, set up this room to have people over and record live episodes. More so the people that live in Houston, obviously. So all right. We'll see. Lots of things coming, guys. Open to all ideas and suggestions here at the Lau Times podcast, where we get to talk about everything and anything theaters. So any last comment, guys, before we go? Let's get those three points. Yeah, hopefully I'm wrong with my prediction. You're right. Yeah, please be wrong. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in. Ciao. Go Texans. Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs>